you would argue, if you're a sympathetic person, that Tourism Australia are permanently on a hiding to nothing, given the controversies surrounding, uh, well, recent or relatively recent ad campaigns to get people to fly to this country and spend lots of money. Tourism is, of course, as we know, a huge industry. Uh, $90,000 of your money and my money has gone on influencers, influencers, getting them to Australia, getting them to do their thing and then uh, push out the message that we are open for business and open to tourists. People have arced up about this. They say that's a hell of a lot of money, of our money, and uh, we're unsure of uh, whether or not that's a good spend. Ben Groundwater is a travel writer for The Age. He's been on the program before, and it's always a real pleasure to speak to him. I'd love to know your thoughts. Do you think $90,000 of taxpayers' money to get influencers, social media influencers to Australia, show them a good time. Do you think that is a wise spend as far as your hard-earned tax dollars go? Or do you think it is better spent maybe on a rollout of a big TV ad campaign featuring Lara Bingle or her current equivalent? One double three six nine three. We'd love to get your thoughts on that because uh, I think it's uh, well worth discussing. Ben, great to have you on the program. Great to be here. Ben, um, look, I... You've written a really engaging article about this, and there has been I, uh, one of my favourite wor- verbs. There has been harumphing about this money. Can, <laughs> Much harumphing. Can, can you tell us what the people who don't support this outlay have been saying? Uh, essentially, they've been saying it's a giant waste of money. They're, they've been saying that Tourism Australia is paying for the free holidays of absolute nobody to, to come over to Australia swan around drinking cocktails and having fun and, and throwing a couple of videos on their social media and then going home. Yeah. Um, those, those, those seem to be the arguments without taking into account, obviously, the, uh, the, the marketing benefits, which a lot of people are probably not that familiar with because this is, this is a very new form of marketing and, and much different to the, the, the styles of advertising campaigns that we're kind of used to seeing from Tourism Australia, which, as you were saying, is those big TV ads featuring lots of so, you know, really well-known celebrities. So this is, this is slightly different. There are also those ads that uh, we're all familiar with are also hugely expensive, aren't they? And we, and and it is a bit scattergun. Put them on TV, and they say they reach a lot of eyeballs, but it doesn't necessarily translate into um, tourists in Australia. This is a lot more targeted, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and in, and in some ways, it's still very difficult to measure the success of these things. But to, but influencers are people who have, you know, much smaller reach or, or much, you know, they're not as nearly as well known as mainstream celebrities. But you know, uh, like Paul Hogan, yeah, exactly, exactly. So these are people who who appeal to a very niche, specific audience. So maybe they're people who love trains, or or maybe they're people who, uh, you know, are young people. Quite often, it's people who are on social media and who are engaged in that kind of thing tends to be Generation Z or millennials, uh, and, and that's who Tourism Australia is targeting with this. So it, by, by selecting these specific influencers who have these niche audiences, they can you know, target the exact type of people that they're trying to get hold of. And, and people always tell me that you know, those age groups are really difficult to engage because they don't watch TV that much anymore, normal terrestrial TV. They don't read newspapers it's, and, and they're very sort of savvy in terms of advertising content and not being swayed and if they're being very obviously advertised to. So the trick is like, you know, how do you find those people? How do you let them know that you've got something great and encourage them to, to come and experience it themselves? And, and this is a way to do that. And, and although we're talking $90,000, that sounds like a lot of money in mm. some ways. 
it's really a drop in the bucket compared to something like a, a major multinational advertising campaign featuring celebrities, which is going to run into the millions and millions of dollars. So 90000 is actually pretty small spend in, in, in the grand scheme of things. That said, how does Tourism Australia, I know you touched on this, but how does it measure the success of this? Uh, where the the influencers would be contracted to provide a whole lot of details after they they take their trip in terms of the amount of audiences that they reach and the amount of posts that they do. So so every time they post maybe a, a reel or, or a story to their Instagram or to their TikTok a video, they can measure the exact number of eyeballs that go on that. So they'll tell Tourism Australia, I've posted X amount of uh, posts on social media has reached this number of people. The tricky part, obviously, is then measuring how many of those eyeballs then to go and click through and, and book a trip to Australia, which is almost impossible to measure. And, yeah. uh, but in the same way as it is with a, with a big TV campaign, you can't tell exactly who is influenced. All you can look at is the general trends of, of you know, are young people, more young people starting to come back to Australia now? Because there was a lot of, during the, the COVID pandemic and, and all the border shutdowns, there was a lot of bad news coming out of Australia and a lot of people sort of, young people in particular, turned off coming here because it's expensive, because it was closed for a long time. They weren't sure if they were going to get trapped here. You know, so this is all part of bringing those young people, those backpackers and, and slightly older people back to Australia. Uh, so, yeah, measuring which of those are influenced by those specific campaigns, very difficult, but measuring the overall number of people coming is, is you know, obviously a lot more feasible. Last question for you, Ben Groundwater, travel writer at The Age. Um, does it mean the end of those kind of iconic TV ads that briefly unite the country in an irrational hatred of a young lady in a bikini <laughs> with a bad tagline? Look, the good news is I don't think it does. I think those campaigns, this is, this is basically just another string in the marketing bow for, for right. Tourism Australia. You know, those big campaigns will still exist, you know, in the Super Bowl or, or wherever it goes. It's just that now there are different ways of reaching different people, and, and so we're seeing some slightly different styles of marketing worked in with it. But don't worry, the fury, the anger will, will be there. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, I mean, you know, Australia Day, yeah, sure. Um, but the, the, really, the only time we've ever truly united as a population is when we're unloading on Tourism Australia and whatever ad. The the thing we kind of fail to understand or that is difficult to understand is that these ads are not for us. Like, we live in Australia, we know Australia... They're all they're pitched at international audiences. So yeah. even though we might cringe at, oh, it's so cliche, oh, it's kangaroos and koalas and everything, like it's not for us, it's for them. So, so it can be difficult to to realise that that's actually what people want to come to Australia for. 